Keeping It With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro-seeding, hydro-mulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for The King's Men. If you'd like to contact The King's Men, you can contact them at 931-243-3958, 931-243-3958, or you may email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. The King's Men, in partnership with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJNL General Contractors. SJNL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931-433-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. Lonnie Elizabeth Jones would grab us by the hand and lead us into her little bathroom and she would climb up on the step stool and she would sit down on the ring and she would squeeze her muscles and close her eyes and contort her face and she would turn red. She would turn as red as a strong man trying to deadlift an atlas stone and if you listened very carefully, you'd hear one little drop of liquid hit the bowl. Blink! And then she'd stick out that chubby little hand and grin. The reward for successfully using the potty? An M&M. She didn't call them M&M. She called it chocolate in that little voice of hers. And she was a chocolate addicted. She loved everything chocolate and everything to do with chocolate. And it was the magic formula for getting her out of diapers and into big girl underwear. And then we were being plagued with ear infections. And she would come to us when she was pre-verbal and hold her ears. And then when she could speak a little, she would go, ears, daddy, ears. And then when she was just a little older, she would wake up at night crying and saying, my ears are drumming, my ears are drumming. And then we were going to the ENT, the ear, nose, and throat guy, and we were having tests done, and we were looking at getting tubes in the ear. And probably like the Thursday before we were supposed to go and have the the whole ear tube thing done, Jackie saw one of those advertisements they used to have on TV called For Your Information. And I think it's the guy that used to play Barney Miller was doing this segment. And he says, some children are allergic to chocolate, and it causes ear infections. And yes... We got the Parenting Award of the Century. We potty trained our daughter, reinforcing her behavior by handing her copious amounts of chocolate, chocolate on demand, 
and she was allergic to chocolate. One of the more difficult things we did as young parents was remove chocolate from the life of Lonnie Elizabeth Jones, chocoholic. She would eat just a little bit of chocolate and it would create some kind of a problem with her eustachian tube. She could eat a chocolate chip, a single chocolate chip, and she'd have a runny nose and an ear infection within 24 hours. I, the sternest I've ever had to talk to my mom is, is Lonnie Beth would go and visit my mom and dad. And, and my mom and dad are the quintessential grandparents. And, you know, I remember one time Lonnie Beth was, was staying down there and, and I, I called and said, Hey, how are things going? She said, me and pop had ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> I called her on another occasion and it was like, well, what are you and pop doing? Well, the cops nearly catched us. Well, whoa, whoa, wait, what do you mean the cops nearly catched us? Well, my dad was having some mobility problems and he got one of those little scooters that is battery powered that you drive around on at Walmart. And he'd gone down the road to a, a yard sale and bought Lonnie Beth a little pedal go-kart. And he'd tied a ski rope from his scooter to her go-kart. And he was towing her around the streets of Oxford, Alabama. And they saw a squad car and he ducked into a driveway to which my daughter reported, hey, the cops nearly catched us. Well, Lonnie Beth would go down to their house and my mom was like, well, there's no way this child's actually allergic to chocolate. And so she would give Lonnie Beth teeny tiny little bits of chocolate. Lonnie Beth would call and her ears would be hurting and we'd have to go pick her up. And mom would say, well, I didn't give her much chocolate. Mom, what you don't understand is if a child is allergic to chocolate, they can't have any chocolate. Not a little bit of chocolate, not a squeeze of chocolate, not a drop of chocolate. When people are allergic to something, they don't get it. And it was very, very difficult taking a toddler to a birthday party and going, you know, you can't eat it if it's chocolate. You can have the cake if it's chocolate. You can have the donuts if it's chocolate. And if they put it in your Easter basket and it's chocolate, you can't have it. And as a young toddler, Lonnie Beth Jones learned, I can't have chocolate. And she would say no to chocolate and she would push it away and she would refuse it and, and, and she would turn it down. I remember she would sit in the living room floor with a bowl of potato chips and look up at me and go, Dad, this is chocolate, and she'd eat that salty, crunchy chip, and in her little mind, she was satisfying herself pretending that it was chocolate. A great majority of her friends ate chocolate. A lot of the birthday parties she went to had chocolate. A lot of the things they served for Christmas parties at school involved chocolate. Everything you do at Easter is probably chocolate. And she was not allowed to have chocolate. And it was hard. And it was inconvenient. And it wasn't fun. And it was unfair. But chocolate gave her a bad reaction. It treated her in a bad way and it made her feel bad. Unpopular parenting opinion. If your child spends time on social media and they are depressed, anxious, sad, or angry, if your child spends time with social media and people are cruel to them or they are cruel to other people. If your children have access to social media and they send pictures they shouldn't, shouldn't send or they see pictures they shouldn't see and you're not sure what to do with it, 
Well, I would diagnose it as your child is allergic to social media. And if my child was allergic to something and it was a toxin in their life, I'd remove it. Well, now, Lonnie, you don't understand. Everybody in America has a cell phone. Lonnie, you don't understand. Everybody has access to social media. Lonnie, you don't... Listen, I understand it's not easy. I understand it's not fair. I understand it's not fun. I understand it almost sounds a little bit unreasonable, but if you just simply looked at a, an, an allergy to chocolate or an allergy to peanuts or an allergy to gluten, what do we do? We find out those things create bad, aberrant reactions in our children. When they create adverse reactions or adverse behavior, what do we do? We keep them away from peanuts. We keep them away from chocolate. We keep them away from gluten. But all of a sudden, we've got this thing that is probably designed to suck out our brains and give a, you get rewarded with video feeds and you get rewarded with the social media by how much FaceTime you give this little idol that lives in your house. And I'm not saying that social media is terribly, terribly wrong. I'm not saying it's the worst thing that ever happened. You know, here I am, I'm a podcaster and I'm talking about social media. But if your child has access to a phone to the gram, to the chat, or to the book, or to whatever else may be out there that I'm unaware of, and it creates adverse behavior, if it creates adverse reactions, you've got to make a, a mature parenting call and simply say, you know what, my child's allergic to this. Now, everybody else in America has one. All their friends have one. All their peers have one. All their buddies have one. You'll look like you're somebody living in, in, in an Amish village of the Stone Age if my child doesn't have access to this. Well, if your child's allergic to it, psychologically allergic to it, emotionally allergic to it, or spiritually allergic to it, you're not a bad parent if you take it out of your house. You're not a bad parent if you take it out of their hands. You're not a bad parent if you limit your dose toxicity tolerance. Because when you really look at it and you say, hey, when my child spends time on the iPad, or I put my little one in front of the electronic babysitter and it changes their mood or changes their attitude or it makes them grumpy or it makes them irritable or it makes them anxious, well, if I fed them something and it made them anxious or it made them grumpy or it made them irritable, I'd have no trouble saying, you know, they can't eat that anymore. They can't have chocolate. They can't have peanuts. They can't have gluten. So then why have we all of a sudden bought into this idea that there's something in the possession of our homes, there's something in the possession of our children, there's something that we give access to but it creates these adverse reactions to our children. And when it creates those adverse reactions, we're not brave enough or we're not smart enough or we're not committed enough to say, you know what, my child is allergic to social media. And if your child has an, aller an allergy to social media or electronic gaming or the instant access to the things that they can send or receive because of those little devices that live in our houses, you're not a bad parent if you take those things away. You're not a bad parent even if you superimpose that. How can I say this? If you superimpose it at other people's houses, 
Hey, look, my child's allergic to peanuts. When they come over to visit, please don't serve peanut butter cookies. Please don't serve peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, I've got the right to say, well, no, you know, at my house, we're going to do this and you're going to have to adjust to it. I was on an airplane one time and they came across the loudspeaker and said, hey, we're not going to serve peanuts on this flight because there's a child on this flight that can't have peanuts. And the parent has requested that no peanuts be opened at all because she doesn't want the risk of exposing her child to this toxicity. Now, however unreasonable you think that is and however, you know, um, controlling you think that behavior was, this lady was serious. Hey, my child is not healthy when they're exposed to peanuts. And so I'm going to not do it. I'm going to ask you not to do it. Well, it's well within your right as a parent to say, hey, you can go stay at Johnny and Susie's house, but you don't get on their iPad. You don't get on the Internet. You don't get on Google. You don't use their cell phone. And if I find out that you go to their house and you violate the things that we've asked you not to do, then it's just like visiting your grandparents and they let you have chocolate anyway. You say, look, we're either going to have to limit the chocolate or they can't come back. And, and it's not it's not a little bit of chocolate. It's not some chocolate. It's not a dash of chocolate. It's not a, a chocolate chip. It's not a drop of chocolate. They can't have any chocolate. My child's allergic to social media. My child doesn't handle electronic devices well. My child has an adverse reaction when they're exposed to these things. And I've chosen, as a good parent, to limit the exposure they have to something that is toxic for them. And I recognize that everybody's not allergic to it. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. And I don't know what makes the difference. It may be just the way you're wired. It may be a maturity level. But moving away from even talking about our children, if as an adult, if your cell phone or your Instagram or your Facebook account makes you anxious, envious, or angry, then you may well be allergic to social media. This may not be a question of right or wrong, but about smart or stupid. If every time I eat this particular thing or I'm exposed to this particular toxin, I break out, then I should learn to stay away from it. I should learn to limit my exposure to it. So if every time I get online, I have this outbreak. If every time I'm exposed to social media, there's an outbreak of pornography or dissatisfaction or envy or depression or anxiety or anger, then it's probably a good idea to limit my exposure. It's probably a good idea to, to limit my exposure to this toxin. Social media is not universally right or wrong. It is not inherently good or bad. Social media is probably neutral. I mean, it really depends on how we respond to it. It really depends whether or not your reaction is adverse and if your reaction is adverse, then, then you have an allergy and you either have to inoculate yourself, find a way to, to mature, to grow, to put in some behavior modification so that this thing doesn't control you, or you've got to limit how much exposure you have to this allergen. You have to stay away from the thing that causes the adverse reaction. Now, if I can get on social media and I can look at the things and I can see the posts and I can see things that I like and see things that I don't like, 
then I get get exposed to social media and I react. I like, I dislike, I delete, I ignore. But if every time I get on social media, it causes a reaction, then I'm probably allergic to it. And in my oversimplistic way of looking at things, if you're really allergic to this, if you're really allergic to a food or a drink or a plant, if it really does cause adverse reactions, you just leave it alone. If, if it hurts your children to be around it, you don't let them be around it anymore. You don't let them be around people who are toxic. You don't let them be around bullies. You don't let them be around child molesters. You don't let them be around abusers. And yet, we willingly and openly allow them to bring this thing into their life and, and, and use it unmonitored. The, the idea that that this is a, an allergy may, may be an overly simplistic analysis. But if you can't control the way you respond to it, or if you fail to control the way you respond to it, then the only control you have over it is whether or not you have access to it. There's there's a principle in, in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu that, that says, he who controls the distance controls the damage. And so if I don't give you access to me, you can't hurt me. And I don't get to choose what I'm allergic to. I just get to look at, hey, I got exposed to this, or my kids got exposed to this. And, and because of my exposure to this, I have these reactions, whether it's sadness or anxiety or depression or envy or compulsive behavior or even just a change in mood. And I may not be able to really, really, I may not be able to control that. But the one thing I can control is not reaction, but access. Whoever controls the distance controls the damage. And if this is something I'm allergic to, I keep it very, very far away from me. And then, it can't hurt me. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure, is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the Youth Ministry Book by Lonnie Jones, Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-Centered Approach to Spiritual Self-Esteem, Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense, If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Reel, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.